Hi, I'm Mike David, and my thoughts and opinions are my own, and not a representation of the Movie Rose community, its sponsors, or its brands. This week, the first week, <laughs> this week, the first week of the Commando, the first show of the Commando. Hi, I'm your host, Mike David. Uh, I may stumble. I may. <laughs> You may hear the audio go in and out. It's because we're, we're doing video this time around. And I may sway my head from the mic if you can hear me. I, I think I'm pretty good at this audio thing, so I'll try to make it as best as possible for the audio-only people. <laughs> and anybody who likes audio in general. Should I like, I like my things to sound good when I listen to them. Anyways, on this episode of The Commando... We're going to talk about Rob Font versus Aldo. Yes, it's a MMA's fan. Sorry, I just had some Oreos and uh, peanut butter. So I, <laughs> like a dog that chew, that has peanut butter. And it's just, it's constant. Anyways, Rob Font versus Aldo is an MMA fan's wet dream. I mean, shit. I thought about this maybe three, four months ago, spoke about it with my cousin. And again, looking at the division, how jam-packed it is, I, there's so much I want to talk about, but we're going to get into this. Um, so let's get into it, basically. So what do I want to talk about? I'll be honest. I want to talk about Valentina Shevchenko, Corey Sanhagen, Peter Jan, Ngano versus Gan, Alex Pereira. Whatever his name is, he's a beast. He looks like a monster. Leon versus Masvidal, or I guess Leon not fighting Masvidal. Well, at least not in 2021. Chris Curtis. We're going to definitely talk about Chris Curtis. His move from Bellator to UFC, his debut at Madison Square Garden. He knocked out Phil's Hall. <laughs> Phil's Hall. He knocked out Phil Hall's. Gave him a one-two, and or uh, actually, he gave him two lefts. And then they needed a sternum. He... he he was done. Now, I've seen Phil Halls put away a guy's first round in a couple of seconds. Chris Curtis was getting his head bashed in, and then he caught him, and he timed it perfectly. Islam Makachev. Do I want to talk about uh, Not really. Everybody's talking about Islam. Everybody's talking about Kam Kamzat Chimaev. Well, what is there to say? I think people hype motherfuckers up so much. Um, are they problems? They're definitely problems. And to be honest, at this point, I don't think it's much of a hype train. Uh, Islam has been in UFC for a while. Uh, Chimaev, I, I, I want to be honest, he's not, um, the way he's manhandled elite fighters. I, again, these are the best in the world. He's manhandling these fools and talking at the same time. He's definitely a problem for the division. He's a problem for several weight divisions. But at this point, I don't think he has to prove himself anymore. I think it, give him what he wants. If nobody wants to fight him, and he's calling out everybody, and I do mean literally everyone, which makes it kind of interesting. Like, how high is he willing to go in weight class? I see him definitely being a problem for Izzy. Um, plus, we, we really haven't seen his hand-to-hand -hand in the UFC. Moving on, uh, talking about this definitely at the beginning of this year, uh, I don't think the second Masvidal fight needed to happen, but 
Usman has to be GOAT status at this point. I mean, how many other guys does he have to run through <laughs> for him to solidify it? Now, matching him against um, GSP, I don't think that's... We're matching two different eras. And we're, we're matching two different types of domination. We've seen Kamaru Usman dominate his opponents. Now, nothing against GSP. Again, it was a different era. There was a... <laughs> I guess no era is easy. But we've haven't seen the dominating fashion that Kamal brings in his championship reign. That's how I feel. It's my opinion. Moving on. Now, mind you, this is all the shit that I want to talk about. We're just dancing around this because I really want to get talking about Font and Aldo, especially that tomorrow these, these two gentlemen are going to face. Aldo being a legend, Font being on his rise. Again, both of these gentlemen are in their mid-30s, so... You got to kind of think, is this their last title push? Now, I can't really say Aldo's streaking. Fawn is definitely streaking. Fawn is so hot right now. He has a win over the current Bellator featherweight champion, Sergio Pettis. So, is it Fawn's time? Maybe. I think Fawn's a problem for anybody especially with his boxing ability. Mind you, we're going to get into the points of why I think or what the matchup is between Aldo and Font. And I'll be honest, why I go with Font on this one. Now, I do, we'll get into this in some later episodes. Again, this is just my list. We're going back to my list of things I want to talk about. <laughs> we'll get to them sooner or later. And as I talk about them now, it's, I think they're going to be bigger issues in 2022. But let's get to it. UFC rules and scoring. This is a bigger one. Now, I had some notes written down about why I actually, or why this was a problem for me. There was a couple of fights, especially with the uh, Rose Namajunas, John Wei Lee fight, or the one that just passed. The scoring was kind of off to me. Um... Not that Rose didn't do enough to hold on to her title. Now, I don't feel like John Wei Lee did enough to take it from her. But the scoring was definitely off. This is going to be a big one for me. And this is probably be, well, probably going to be. This is definitely going to be quite controversial in the form of the fighter's mind. Or fighters themselves, right? Because... When is it time, or when would you call it time to hang it up? Now, I heard RDA recently speaking on the Ariel Hawani show about Connor coming back and the repairs that um, <laughs> the repairs that were going to that were needed. Mind you, hearing Chris Weidman talk about his passion for coming back to MMA, particularly UFC. I don't know how many fights he has left in his contract, but the thought that these gentlemen want to continuously put their body on the line, put their health on the line. And at this point, it's got to be for more than money, right? Conor McGregor has more money than God. And I'm, I think Chris Weidman may be uh, pretty straight. I don't know. Um, I don't know if he's hurting for money. Anyways, my point is, 
When is enough enough? Now, I know it's your legs. It's got to move down your, it's got to slow your movement down uh, considerably, especially as you're only getting older. Connor's only getting older. Chris Weidman's only getting older. Now, we we play around this old, or uh, I keep hearing people, uh, social media, the media, um, talk about Connor's comeback. I keep hearing fighters talk about his comeback. I never doubt any man, but I'm going to make the same statement that I, or a similar statement that I made about him fighting Dustin Poirier. He can fight Dustin a hundred times. He's going to lose every time. It's a different Dustin. It's a different game, right? Not saying Connor can never come back, but the game is evolving. We, I don't think Connor could ever beat Max again. So, Unless he's fighting somebody new up and coming, Connor is just a name to win money off of. Connor is just a name to gain notoriety off of. To come back and be at the top of this sport, I don't, personally, I don't doubt Connor, but I don't see it. Also, my last tidbit, my last little two cents before we get to the actual episode all the doubt about Charles Oliveira. Oh my God. The man just won. The man just put away Michael Chandler in the second round in spectacular fashion. Mind you, we're talking about deep waters. How much deeper can waters get when you get knocked down in the first round? And it looked like it was about to be stopped. My, <laughs> my cousin really, really was pressing me about the, the possible stoppage. It didn't get stopped. He came back. He put away Chandler. I honestly think in that mix of the round... Uh, um, in the break as the round was going into the second round him coming off his stool I think they played that replay and I think Charles Oliveira looked up and, and he looked at his performance and he looked and it, and it fucked with him I think he <laughs> he obviously saw something he didn't like because he came out there like a man on fire and he scorched Michael Chandler within seconds of the opening round, opening second round. So all the hate, all the doubt, I will say this, and we'll get into uh, a Charles Oliveira versus Dustin Poirier episode later. But I'm going to go at Charles on this one. And for all the doubt. Now, mind you, this is for entertainment purposes, right? This show, me, Mike David, what is my authority uh, in MMA? I'm a regular Joe. I have no authority in MMA. Took wrestling in middle school. Uh, took Taekwondo as a kid. Um, within the last year or so, I've taken some MMA classes. Can't wait to get back. I honestly love kickboxing. But... I totally forgot the point that I was trying to get to. Oh, yes. I have no authority here. I'm a regular Joe. I am a extreme fan. That's about it. So my views and my opinions, eh, I do my research. And I usually only go off what fighters actually say, what comes out of the fighters' mouths. So this is why this show is important to me. This is why I do the show. I don't really go off social media, he say, she say. I don't go off quotes that aren't actually attached to uh, the vocals of the fighter. So 
please know, within my opinion, I do my best to search out facts in any of my shows. So that's me. I'm Mike David. And as we start to get into this episode, welcome to the commando. Sorry if I'm wearing all red like I'm a blood. I do not bang. <laughs> I think the intro, <laughs> let's see if I slap on the intro that I did. But um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a regular dude, man. I, I, I used to have an accounting job. Um, should I've been in accounting since, man, my daughter's, my daughter's, well, I've been in accounting for about 15 years, 16 years. And to be honest with you, I got sick of it. I got sick of fucking numbers every day. It was like I was stuck in the matrix and yeah, it pays the bills and I still get calls to do it. But to be honest, I'd rather be doing this. Now I do still have a regular job where I work. Don't worry about that. It's been in the news lately, too. It's been heavily in the news. Um, so I stay busy, and I would love to do these shows on a regular basis. Um, so we'll, we'll get into that, the, the schedule later. But this is The Commando. Now, initially, I was going to title this episode, Are the Brazilians Back? Given that Glover Teixeira just won the title from Jan Bohovich. Mind you, I am a fucking Jan fan. Not saying I wanted him to beat, beat Izzy. Um, I thought that was going to be a tough fight for Izzy anyways. Again, my mind hops around. It's the ADD. But um, yeah, initially the name of this episode was going to be Are the Brazilians Back? We have Charles Oliveira with the title. Glover Teixeira just got a title. Um, I mean, I can go off the top of the head with... The fighters that I see coming, uh, up and coming, that are going to be a problem within the next couple of years, besides Davison Figueredo going for his third <laughs> fight with Moreno to get his title back. We got Alex uh, Alejandro Pantoja. I hope I'm saying that right. I, I, Alejandro Pantoja. Um, this dude is fucking incredible. He has two wins over the current uh, flyweight champion. I believe it's flyweight from um, Moreno. Anyways. I say all that to say there's so many Brazilians that are on the rise. And my cousin Sky, mind you, we're going to have another, uh, <laughs> another MMA podcast with my cousin Sky on it, which is that's going to kind of be his podcast in a sense. Anyway, Sky said when I said all the Brazilians back, his statement was, <laughs> by that equation, then are, are the Russians back? Because we have a lot of Russians Dagestanians that are on the rise as well, right? Hey, this episode is just going to be called UFC Las Vegas Font versus Aldo, right? We'll keep it 12-4 Font versus Aldo. We'll keep it simple. Um, getting into my picks, um, my thoughts on Font, Aldo, uh, actually, getting into a couple of different notable fights for this upcoming UFC event. I have watched a couple of these guys, so I, I feel like I'm able to, to talk to the ability of some of them. Uh, others that I'm, I'm not even going to consider. I have watched a couple of fights, but not to say I'm not interested. I'm always interested in MMA. We're just going to go with some notable picks, as I always do. We will, we will do some prelims and uh, non-main events first. 
I'm definitely going to speak about the co-main event. So let's get into some fights that are, are on my radar. We're definitely going to go with Chris, uh, Chris Curtis. I have some snap judgment calls on a couple of these fights, and then we're going to get into the my points on Font versus Aldo. So in Chris Curtis's fight, I believe he's fighting Brendan Allen. I'm going to go with Chris Curtis. Not only has Chris Curtis shown that he has the ability to take some damage, especially coming from Phil Halls, because I'll be honest with you, if it was a fight between Phil Halls and Brandon Allen, I would pick Phil Halls. Mm, it's just the way I equate shit. Um, besides toughness, we are going to go with the fact that Chris Curtis is a boxer. Now, we haven't seen Chris Curtis's ground game in the UFC, and that may be one of his downfalls. But again, with a man like Sean Strickland, with a nut like Sean Strickland in your corner, and Sean Strickland's a basher. Sean Strickland can throw hammers. And I believe the word is um, Sean Strickland has a win over Brendan Allen. So to be in the corner of, again, Sean Strickland being in the corner of Chris Curtis, I think he's going to be a problem for a lot of middleweights. Next snap judgment. Talking about Manel Cape. Manel Cop. Manel Cape. I hope I'm saying that right. We're going to get, we're going to get better at these names. Um, I have kept my eye on him. Now, mind you, he's 2-1 in the UFC. He used to be a, he was a former champion in another league. Um, I, I mainly pick him because uh, I, I think between him and his opponent, shit, man, I, I think they might get cut. Now, I'm, I'm basing this off of the fact that he does have uh, two starting losses in the UFC. And not that he has anything to do with Kevin Lee, but the way that they're cleaning divisions out. You can't think they're going to um, hold somebody that's 3-1. and 4-1 and one would definitely be an axe. Well, again, I can't say definitely. Nobody knows what the fuck. <laughs> the UFC makes its own decisions, right? It's only speculation at this point. But speculation only goes so far. I don't think Manel Cape could lose uh, too many more fights. Mind you, his first two fights were a slow start, right? Three-round fights. And his first fight was against, again, a, a bad man in Pantoja. So I wish him the best going out this Saturday. But yes, that, that's, that's going to be my snap judgment pick. Just because I want to see him in some more fights. Just because I, I, I do want to see him win. Now let's trickle into the uh, co-main event here. Now, I, I don't think it's a co-main event with five rounds. And I, I don't know why they call it co-main if, if it's not going to be five rounds. <laughs> whatever but Brad Riddell versus Rafael Faziv Fazivev Faziev anyways he's a badass and his fight against Bobby Green to talk and fight you gotta have cardio for that shit <laughs> to, to talk and scrap you gotta be a bad man now I'm not gonna say I'm a city kickboxing fan I love what Eugene Berryman is doing for the industry as uh, just as well as his fighters and how he respects the game. But I'm definitely going to go with Brad Riddell on this one. Uh, he is undefeated, undefeated in the UFC. And I mean, besides the fact that he is shrieking, so is Rafael Fazeev. 
And Brad Riddell could take damage. That's mainly what I'm basing this off of. Being that he, he is a uh, coming forward juggernaut. <laughs> and he eats and sleeps MMA by, I mean, just the people he rolls with. I think we're definitely going to see a banger. And I, mind you, if it's not a split decision for Brad Riddell, uh, we may see a knockout. And I don't see uh, Zeev lasting too long, especially the amount of energy uh, he exudes just throwing kicks, throwing punches. Bobby Green really put him to the test in three rounds. And he didn't put Bobby Green out. So... I'm going to say Brad Riddell in this one. That's just my pick. Now, don't go to the betting tables with these. <laughs> I'm not looking at odds. I'm not basing this off past fights. Well, excuse me. I'm not basing this off stats of past fights. I'm basing this off of something that's not really measured <laughs> in these stats, right? Grittiness, toughness. So, again, Mike David, my picks, don't, don't you know. If if you lose your bet, so be it. These are these are heart picks. This is this is how I feel in my heart. Now, mind you, my heart told me, my heart told me that Teixeira was going to win, but I picked Jan. Why? Because I, I thought he at least was going to be able to catch him with one or two. But he, he broke Dominique Cruz's, not Dominique Cruz. He broke Dominique Reyes' face in in man. Ah. He only had a hit to share with one or two of those. But to share, I mean, he would have ripped off Jan's face for that title. If you saw that, I, <laughs> there was no stopping him. Now let's get into my points or of why I, or how I see this weekend's main event going between Font versus Aldo. Now I don't have my iPad, which would make this much easier. That's what I'm recording on now but uh we're gonna read off the phone notes we're gonna do this old school style <laughs> everyone remember that uh um old school drake freestyle i think he's growing off a of blackberry that shit is that shit's epic that shit's hilarious anyways now going back and watching old rob font fought, rob font fights and just thinking about his technique especially with the uh expertise of Calvin Cater and the whole New England cartel and what Calvin Cater did against Holloway. Mind you, Holloway did <laughs> mash Cater's potato several times over. Um, but again, any other man, Cater probably would have put away. They should have thrown in that towel. towel. Give me, I give you that. They should have thrown in that towel for Cater. Um, I don't think Puncher's chance only lasts so so long, and if you can't put out fucking Holloway in the first couple of rounds, I don't think fourth and fifth round are are your rounds to do it in. I think that's when Holloway is his worst. Anyways, we're not even getting into the Calvin Cater <laughs> Holloway match, which was spectacular. Uh, we're talking about the determination, and we're talking about the skill set of Rob Font. And one thing that I've noticed about Rob Font is his way to circle off to his left and then hit you with some right power. Now, mind you, by him circling and him fainting 
and him keeping that constant pressure, I think that's going to be a problem for Aldo. I think the fact that he's going to always, he's going to keep Aldo moving. He's going to keep Aldo's attention on, I mean, it's an MMA fight. You're fighting for your life. Your attention's always going to be on 10 or 11 or 12. But Aldo throws everything with the intention to not only knock you out, but take your body part off of your body, <laughs> take your head off. Your, uh, Aldo throws with straight power. Um, I think it, the constant pressure, the constant movement of Font is the first thing to um, get him victory or put this fight in his favor. That was point one. Point two, now, as far as this going to the ground, I don't see the. Uh, I don't see this going to the ground. I don't see Aldo taking Font to the ground unless it's the third or fourth round. Maybe even then later in the third round, just to kind of seal it. Now, Font is not someone who stays on his back or stays on the ground too long. Mind you, he does have some losses in the and ground control, and he was submitted once. I mean, ground control has been an issue for him. But, it, again, this is a different Rob Font. And against Marlon Moraes, which, again, he didn't spend, keep saying again, he didn't spend much time on the ground, though. And as soon as he got up, he, Moraes paid for it. So wrestling, I don't see Aldo wasting his energy or much of his time unless he can't put out Font within the, again, the first to third round. Now, I spoke about this a little bit before, but let's think about the weight cut here. Now, not only with the weight cut, but the way all the way Font likes to apply pressure, I don't think this is going to be a nice weight cut for Aldo. He is moving down, or he has moved down in a division, now, mind you, he has moved down from his normal championship division, but a five-round fight with constant pressure, weight cut, obviously an issue. So, point three. Font has an unbelievable way that he applies pressure. Uh, we spoke about that before. With his, I spoke about that before with his constant movement and his feints. Now, he has evolved every fight like most fighters do. But I think the understanding, especially after Cater just fighting Holloway and understanding the, the, the true benefit of applying constant pressure, I don't see Font doing anything different. Now, mind you, the pressure mixed with the weight cut for both of these fighters, I think it's going to be harder on Aldo. There's a, a different, the, the muscle mass difference between Aldo and Font is... Uh, you can see it, <laughs> to, to say the least. So I believe not only weight cut and pressure, third or fourth round is really going to matter, or the third or fourth round should show us a true separation between these two fighters, uh, their gas tank. Now, let's get into how's it, let's get into how I believe how Jose Aldo can win this fight. Now, I do believe Jose Aldo can win this fight in the or 
the best way for him to win this fight besides puncher chance, besides him catching Font and knocking Font out. I don't think Font would be that sloppy. But again, puncher chance, puncher's chance is just that. You, you zig left when you should have zagged right and you get clipped, right? But Rob Font has shown us continuously that he can handle himself on the ground. So this may not be the best bet for Jose Aldo. But Font does have a loss over a Sunsau, which a Sunsau had a a lot of ground time over Font in that fight. Now, this is not the Aldo bash. I, I think Aldo is a great, and I think Aldo has a a huge chance of winning. But based on his last fight against Munoz, I don't see Font giving Aldo the space he needs to recover. I don't see Font giving Aldo or allowing Aldo to dictate the fight. I see Font always being on the attack and Aldo always being on his heels or at least being at attention at all moments. Munoz, I believe his, in hindsight, his mistake was standing in front of Aldo, giving Aldo a time to, a time to think and react. Mind you, I don't want to apply or, or I don't want to apply all pace to Aldo and say he, he just doesn't have the gas tank. I also think maxing and matching a boxer with Aldo is not it, it's Aldo's kryptonite. I, I think Aldo wants or would love to fight these boxers more, but he wins he win, he wins against these different styles that aren't based in boxing. We saw that with Max. We saw the separation between that and Munoz. Like, Munoz is not a boxer. And he did very well against Munoz. I mean, there's a clear win against Munoz. Aldo, or another point into why I believe Aldo might be able to win this fight. Or if he does win this fight, this is how he wins it. Now, given the strength difference between Aldo and Font, I think that's a big factor as well. If Aldo is able to establish that he has this power and, and makes Font respect it early, and he keeps Font at distance, and he's able to, going back, dictate Aldo's pace, I think Aldo has the best chance at keeping his explosive power to the later rounds to where he's going to need it, especially if wrestling does come into play here. Now, as far as Aldo being finished or knocked out knocked out by Rob Font, uh, I don't know if I see that. I do see a TKO. But we know there's no quitting Aldo. I mean, shit. Ask Leon Roberts, who hasn't worked since Peter Jan bashed in Aldo's face. I mean, I don't make this shit up. Anyways, that's going to do it for the commando. As always... And forevermore, I'm your host, Mike David. Can't wait for the rest of December. Can't wait for the rest of the fights coming up. I can't wait till I can do this more and, and get better at it. And obviously, I'm only going to grow in knowledge and stats. And, but don't take me as the statistic guy. I'm not coming here with your analytics or your statistics. or <laughs> This is pure entertainment. I love MMA. And if you love MMA, uh, shit. Thank you for joining me. As always, thank you for pressing play. 
Mike David. I'm out. Peace.